If you turn the light off, I can see you still. Cause I studied every corner of you. Da da da. We are recording. Hello, everybody. This is the Amadio Project, uh, episode six for season one, saying yes to. And we're here on Instagram Live in New York. It is 9.03. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, let's just, um, thank you, Yellow Rose. We're just going to talk about shit. We're going to talk about whatever. I want the ASMR sounds. I can't do that. It makes you very uncomfortable. I like listening to it, but I can't do it myself. But um, this season on the Amarillo Project, we had a plethora of amazing guests, all whom are just really close friends. And we talked about many things. Um, we talked about work, career. We talked about um, insecurities, confidence. We talked about uh, quarantine and that bitch Rona. So I guess um, if there are any questions you had to like kind of tie in the whole season together this is the chance we just to have a little chat um alana wants to ask thank you for kicking this off Lana. my favorite role to play has been an employed woman receiving a weekly paycheck that was my favorite oh so natalie 4488 thank you for your question she asks where did the name of the podcast come from so i'm half mexican me i'm half mexican i'm half mexican half filipino and i figured that amarillo in spanish means yellow I like that. I like the brightness. I sometimes focus a lot on, you know, darker colors, shades. I love the color black. I love, you know, to self-sabotage with uh, deprecating humor. So, and I'm sure that we all have that. We all do that. I think recently on TikTok, everyone likes to do the themselves, which I don't like. But I thought that the Amadeo project was something that could be happy and positive, and I like it because it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel uh, casual. What other names that I consider? I don't know. I just first, I had a dream about the Amadeo Project, and I just, um, how do I speak in cursive? Everyone's saying that they want me to speak in cursive. Um, I guess I'll try. So this is me attempting to just, uh, get, you got, okay, give me a sentence to say in cursive, because then I'm just gonna, you know, I'm never gonna get a TikTok. I'm never getting a TikTok. Leah. Catherine! Um... What I've been doing in quarantine, pole dancing and doing this podcast and pretending to... I was trying to do words in LP. <laughs> um, I need a bottle of water. Go get a bottle of water. Okay, Sky, I'm gonna talk in... I'm, I'm guess I'm gonna try to talk in cursive. I'm gonna say, um, how was your day today? How was your day today? I don't know, is that cursive? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I do have a TikTok account to put everyone to, to bed. Um, I'm never gonna go on it though because I don't understand. I don't understand it. I prefer watching it and being entertained. Say hi, I'm Eva Nomozada. Hi, Eva Nomozada. I don't really know. <laughs> Thanks, baby. What made you wanna start pole dancing? Sheer boredom and just sheer curiosity. Uh, I love it. Miranda Sings. I can't do Miranda Sings. I'm sorry. Oh, but how does it feel to be a role model to us artistic Latinas? Yes! Um, I mean, amazing. I think everyone should consider themselves to be um, role models. You know what I mean? 
just because you never know who you're um, who you're inspiring and who you're touching. I'm a role model already because I am uh, the oldest of three. So, yeah, I think it's important for all of us to see ourselves as those type of people. Um, whole ass mood. <laughs> so Simon. Um, I love you guys too. Um, have I tried Jollibee? Robert Pindia once forced a piece of fried chicken into my that's not true. He just put it out on the counter and I had a piece. It's delicious, Jollibee. Um, what mic do I use? I use a blue microphone that is red. I just thought it'd be funny. Blue microphone, but the color's red. Best theater experience as an audience member. Oh my god. So, as an actor myself, I love going to the, sh the theater. I love getting my snacks, getting my drink, turning my fucking phone off. Thank you. Being quiet, being respectful. Uh, I saw Once in on This Island. That's it. I saw Once in on This Island. It was the best. Haley Kilgore, everybody. The woman of our generation. I cannot wait to bow down at her throne and kiss her feet because I, I will. Um, you're here to know how to sing. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. We're not going to do any of that today. I don't sing for free unless I'm in the shower. I speak pig Latin and gibberish. Hit a guy, a guy, a a And again, hit a guy, a Is that okay? That was ASMR. So that's that's about it. And how about this? Is this ASMR? Right? Maybe. Um, but more questions. Like, what do you guys want to know? Like, what do you guys like? Because I want to talk to you too. I want to have conversations about um, anything that if you guys have listened to the audio project, and I appreciate that. Um, how old am I? LMAO. I am 24 years old. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is the matter? <laughs> um, if you can go to dinner with three people that are alive, who would you pick? Thank you, Sky. Amy Winehouse, Barack Obama, and just to shake things up, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that'd be such a cool dinner. <laughs> um, how do you have this amazing lighting? It's the lighting that's in this bedroom. It's, it's uh, vintage red lamps, which I love. I love this color. Dream guest in my podcast. I don't know, literally everybody. Um, ooh, thank you. Who, who asked this question? Giselle Mora? Oh, sorry, sorry. If that happens again, then this is going to be cursed. So Giselle asked, um, oh God, oh God, oh my God, oh my God. Thoughts on physical appearance in theater. I don't know how you guys feel, but I still feel like there are certain body types that Broadway wants to see specifically. Um, and even behind the scenes, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but even when we're in the phase of choosing costumes for characters, there is still definitely a um, huge, huge barriers for expression when it comes to how clothing fits on different body types and wanting to just suit the body rather than saying it has to look like this before we dress you. Or and if not, it's your fault that you're not connecting to the character. So it's it is still really dumb and stupid. Um, but I think things are slowly getting better, slowly but surely, I would say. Um, it's just, it sucks. I mean, the reason why I started doing my cabaret is to talk about my personal experiences with that, is to talk about, um, people saying things to young women and to women and to men and to, to everybody about their body. 
oh, well, so-and-so looked like that. I don't give a shit what so-and-so looked like. You're dressing me. So we're going to keep pushing for that because I think we all need that kind of positive reinforcement, especially when it comes to the inspirations that we see on Broadway. I would like to hear more of the people that I look up to, how they feel about the, um, the physical stigma of Broadway still. Um, does being in theater impact your body image? Of course it does. Just like you guys now. We're all on Instagram. We're all on TikTok. I'm not. <gasps> I just love watching the videos. I think they're very funny. Um, but we're all seeing those like tips to tips to get thin, tips to stay skinny, tips to lose weight quickly. And it's like, why are people still buying into this bullshit? Um, it doesn't make any sense. It's not good for your body. It doesn't create long-term sustainable health overall. So, and you know what? We all know that deep down, I think we just need constant reminders. And I did want to say, um, and yes, for all of you joining, thank you so much. Um, I'm literally recording on my microphone right here. This is going to be episode six of my podcast called The Amadio Project. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Music, Apple Podcast, I believe. Um, and at The Amadio Project, we just... We encourage all types of conversations to open our minds. We like to have the occasional um, licka licka. Just to make it feel casual and fun, just like we're having a conversation on the street or having a conversation um, at a restaurant or just having a FaceTime, which how I feel right now. Um, just some, some, uh, a place that can help us open our minds and open our hearts. And I think as well, repetition. Repetition is key for me at least for seeing the same good stuff. Um, I think it's really helpful. Oh, somebody asks, asked, wow, Eva, English, I'm trans and have absolutely no representation on Broadway, but I'm in school for it. How do I know I can be in this industry? Because you're human and humans are artists. That's just the, the, the goddamn truth. Um, I'm sorry that you don't have representation. I wish there was more. Um, but that makes me really sad, but things are slowly changing and I, I say slowly because it's fucking slow it's like turtle pace in this industry when it comes to how people feel represented authentically on screen um i get that i'm i'm a, a woman of color and even though i am i definitely have a light skin privilege i still face uh, of course you know the the <laughs> The day-to-day -day discriminations of people in the street who maybe not are as uh, versed on the acceptable and respectful ways of asking questions about ethnicity or um, approaching and, and, and having a conversation that's not based on bias. So I'm sorry you don't you don't have that representation, but I would encourage you to look at heart and look at mind and look at what people say and know that those people are there for you for you. Um, no matter where you go, you will always have a family and even the Broadway shut down, you know, the arts is, are, we're never, it's never going to die. So it's always here for you. Um, thank you, Steph. I feel like it's being, it's, it's like I'm putting, do you see me? I push it, my hair back and then it goes boom, in the front. <laughs> anyway, um, do, Jody asks, do you have any tips for dealing with body image struggles? Um, honestly, yeah, I do. I would say from my experience with it, um, the more I look myself in the mirror and tell myself to think a certain way. So I did this just today. I was wearing a dress that showed my arms um, and showed other parts of my body that I'm not as comfortable with. And I just looked in the mirror and I said, to that thought, I'm not going to say what it is. 
but to the nasty thought that always comes up when I look at myself in the mirror. I said, you're not wrong. Wear this today. We look fucking great today. Fuck you, thought. Please, please come to the back. <laughs> um, like I said, repetition. The more we can have these types of conversations and the more we can sit down and talk to those parts of ourselves that maybe not, maybe need more TLC or maybe need a, a stiff kick in the ass. There's a door. Get the fuck out. Then I feel like we have a more sense of, uh, better sense of self. And then we can start addressing problems with that badass command. Absolutely. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not going to tag you, but somebody asks, is there a particular performer or director you'd like to work with? Um, whew, I don't know. Everyone! Jelani. Oh, I love Jelani. Um, honestly, if he just sang to me, I'd probably cry and like pee my pants. But who else? I mean, Sutton Foster could slap me in the face. No, actually, she could kick me in the face. It's more su suitable for Sutton's legs. Um, I don't know. Honestly, the first thought comes to mind is the Hades Soundcast. <laughs> um, Lazy Daisy Girl says, how do you remain so positive? Sorry. When people and yourself are saying negative thoughts. I wouldn't say I stay positive, but my therapist said something today that was great. He said, how have you been? And I said, I had a few dark days this week. And he goes, tell me about that. So I explained to him something triggered me. I went into that, that dark muddy spot and I sat there and I said I deserved it and it was hard to get out of that funk and he said well what if I told you there was no dark place it's all light and I was like huh <laughs> he said there are no dark places even though it feels dark it's still pain but if we label it as dark and we're never going to get out and there's no ladder to help us get to the next level or there's no light switch he goes use the power of your mind to flip the narrative and say it's always light and then all of a sudden my struggle felt less of a burden more of a lesson which was fucking awesome but like I said you know sometimes I'll say stuff like that sometimes people will give me advice just like in conversations you have with your friends and it doesn't it doesn't make sense you know you ever you guys ever get that where somebody says something to you a good piece of advice or just a sentence and that doesn't make sense. But then a random thing in your day will inspire you to do something good for yourself. Something random will pop up on the TV and you'll look at it and go, huh, you know what that reminds me? I should do that. And something will click. That is the beautiful journey of spiritual awakening and self-discovery. And I fucking love that shit. Um, I will save this live. Thank you for joining us. Um, I was scared to start therapy, Natalie. I started therapy when I was actually 16. My, I, my parents had found out that I tried to um, end my life when I was in high school and they took me to a Christian therapist and the second that was done I remember getting in the car with them and they said well how was it and I said never take me <laughs> to this woman again and they never did so um, the next time I went I was in London and I needed I needed to find my own source of therapy and I found the perfect person and he's amazing he's actually on Instagram his name is Mark Bailey she was very sweet though I just think that I needed somebody I don't know different therapists are perfect for different people so I'm not I'm not slamming anybody um thank you Kathy she says she loves the episode with Charlotte what new opportunities have you said yes to recently I would say um, my therapist recommended me to revisit The Four Agreements. Whenever people ask what my favorite book is, I always say read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, and the Four Agreements um, are be impeccable with your word, don't make assumptions, don't take anything personally, and always do your best. So he just 
really had me um, go through each one and duck and live each day with each one and, and switch them out. And then soon I could live each day with all of them. And it's just a great thing. But I would say, yes, going back to what makes me happy, what, what challenges me, but what also empowers me. When those two things collide, amazing. Mia misses the bangs. Honestly, like that. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know what I should do. Um, I have no idea. So I, I want to do a leap of hair. And so I got to do a leap of hair. Um, any advice, Leah asks, on time management? I have ADD and it's like non-existent for me. For time management, I'm, I procrastinate because I feel like sometimes when I get into that self-sabotage mode that I don't deserve to do things <laughs> and check things off my list. But then if I have a list and I have a time frame, sometimes I know I have to like literally write in my schedule, go for a walk, exercise, question mark, um, wash your face. Or if I'm really tired and not wanting to do anything, honestly, the thing that helps me is like spritzing myself with some of this shit. Just like something to like quite literally stimulate the senses to go whoo okay i'm up let's do something um and if not maybe your body's just saying that you need rest it's too much i get that a lot of you guys and honestly i fucking implore i cannot i bow down you guys are a lot of you doing school uh, over zoom which I, I can't even fathom sitting down and 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 doing that i it just makes me sweat just thinking about it so what you guys are doing is incredible um and i know you probably don't want to hear this but you guys are in the hardest way possible developing those spiritual muscles that like we all need in life um so cheers to you i know i look a little low but i literally have the bottle right next to me i have do i have a favorite scent actually i do it's um atelier cologne i got it from, from bloomingdale's and i don't actually remember the name of mine but i've been wearing it for like a week now and I'm obsessed with it. Um, audition advice, Cameron. <gasps> Kelsey! Guys, Kelsey Bolito is on the live. It's officially a party. Um, audition advice, three things. Know your shit. Be the shit. And then go get a cookie when you're done. And if you're over 21, go have a glass of champagne. Because your only job in audition is to do your best and drop it in there. And I always say to people, if they say, I'm scared, what if they say no? I would say, the universe's rejection is the universe's redirection to something better for you. Hey, -oh! my puppy is not around, guys. Um, Clinton, the little shih tzu, God, I miss him. He is adopted now. He was adopted and he's there. Yes. I am actually a triple Pisces. I can show you my, my natal chart. Yes, triple, triple Pisces. ASMR, stress management tips. Um, I go back to science. Sometimes I go, I check adrenals. I check, um, is my throat hurting? Which for me, like adds a lot of stress for me if, as a singer. And then I go, am I hungry? Do I need to move my body? Um, do I need a bowel movement? Have some coffee. Um, sometimes it literally has to do with science. Do I need a laugh? Do I need some serotonin? Do I need more oxygen? Literally. Um, I, Kelsey, 
my best friend from fucking high school says I should consider adopting a rat. I have. Her name's Coco. She's a long-haired chihuahua. She looks like a rat, smells like a rat, looks like a rat. She's a fucking rat. (laughs) Um, And that's fine. We're not going to, you know, we're just going to love her until she's old. That's all I'll say. We love her. Advice on breakups. Oh, Rebecca, I'm so sorry. Going through my first breakup, not doing the hottest. Um, I would just say I wish I could give you a big hug and and take you out. COVID precautions. Um, Take care of yourself. And if you need to just sit and fucking mourn and and be, do it. I, I don't like when people are like, come on, get up. It's like, if I need to feel it out, and it looks ugly, like, let me do that, because that's me, that's me getting it off my body, getting it off my, my aura, um, so I would just say, <sighs> use your friends, too, I'm really bad at using my friends, because I always feel like a burden, um, but I'm really sorry, Rebecca, this is for Rebecca, cheers for Rebecca, cheers for Rebecca, somebody says everyone hates Scorpios, is that ACMR? ASMR? Wow, this is actually Sky. Now this is turning into ASMR. <laughs> um, yes, the Dr. Drama. Honor your feelings. Yes, absolutely. Um, how did... Oh my God, you guys. I haven't told you about the bartending. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> we were at a, a bar outside. The- and I was a little tipsy, and I had been here before to this bar. It's really cool, celebrating some of our accomplishments, Reeve and I. And the bartender was being really nice, and I was like, I've always wanted to be a bartender, because that's true. And he said, well, we have a position open. I said, oh my gosh, let, let me do that. And uh, he you know, went away and came back and said, great, I got in contact with the manager and the owner. They can see you tomorrow. I have no, I have no bartending experience at all. I told him this. I emailed the woman. I go in the next day thinking about like, okay, this is a job interview. And they were, I was like, they were like, well, how do you, what's your, what's your experience? I said, I've never bartended. I've never made drinks before, but I have experienced drinking. No one laughed. And I said, but I'm a very hard worker. I'm extremely good with people. Um, I went through all this crap of rambling. And the woman goes, that's great. We didn't need you to say all that. We, we, already, we already thought you'd be perfect for the job just by looking you up. Um, and I was like, looking me up? I was like, what did you find? What did you find that's credible for this? Um, so I got the job. But then, guys, that morning was the day I got a text from Muddy Paw saying, hey, we have a shit to can you like foster him? And obviously I was like, so I ended up texting the woman saying, hey, um, also scheduling stuff. I'm an actor. I knew I, I know I brought that up, but is that going to be okay? Like if I have like stuff that I need to do to make me money. And she never responded. She didn't respond all day. And so because of her lack of communication skills, which is not a good thing, my friends. I was like, whatever. And then I went to go get the dog. <laughs> so I essentially got a bartending job and then do it, but with no credit, with no previous experience bartending, which was kind of cool. Anyway, that was a hot mess. Oh, any advice on moving on 
after a to many toxic relationships, I realized some time ago my friends weren't too good for me. Oh God. Sorry guys, I'm my, my Wi-Fi, I'm so sorry. So moving on from toxic relationships, I hope now that you know how fucking incredible you are. I read something today called God's Memorandum. It's part of the um, a book series. I'm gonna butcher this author's name, so I'm not gonna say it. But oh, Jimmy's here. Um, and it said something like, "You know your worth deep down. You know your worth. You know how to count your blessings. You know what your powers are, aka your strengths, your skills. You know what your weaknesses are. So why do you focus on the one?" that's the weakest and I was like fuck you <laughs> I thought so so I would say I hope you know your worth now because life is too short life is too short for you to not have everything you deserve and regardless of what people tell you you deserve the fucking world you deserve every happiness and deep down we know that but sometimes because we go through trauma and we go through depression and we have these things in our brain that layer on all this bullshit of telling us these false lies no you deserve this you deserve to feel guilty you deserve to feel like a piece of shit you deserve to keep staying in this mood of hating yourself i get that i do it all the time but life's too short um if i were to envision myself in three years meeting me and i were to be like hey eva in three years how's your life and i were to hear all the things that she accomplished I can do that shit now. That's how I try to, whatever. Um, New York City Rat, is that, your, is that your name? Will you and Reeve ever collab? Maybe, maybe. Um, that'd be great. <laughs> We're so chill about it. This isn't really, you know, it's just, I'm just lucky anyway. Um, you can absolutely draw me, absolutely. Um, toxic relationships are hard because I don't know about you guys, but I do feel like you guys are all like kind of this. I feel like we're all the same. I think whenever I do Instagram lives, everybody is very, 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 very similar in how we handle situations, and how we react. Um, but I will say, maybe you're not like me, but I, I get really bothered when people act not okay with me, like not nice to me, because I go, what else can I give to make them like me? Or because I'm such a giver person, I feel very uncomfortable to receive, like very comfortable to receive, um, unless it's money. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I like receiving money. So I, I, it's, it's hard because when you're a giver and you want to please people and you love very hard, you attach yourself sometimes, I know I do, to people and to friendships and to relationships that don't give the same back to you. And I don't know why we do it as humans, but you know, it's something that the more we talk about, the more we can um, not normalize toxic relationships. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But normalize how much you are worth as an individual, as a unique being. Um, the more you can normalize that in your head and repeat that to yourself, I think it's harder to, to go into toxic relationships. It's easier to say, I don't like their energy. I don't know why yet, but I'm going to keep a distance. And boundaries. Boundaries. Um, money is addictive. Money stresses me out and that really pisses me off because it's so, it's so replaceable. I know that's it's weird to say, but 
Um, somebody said, can you talk about maintaining independence while in a relationship? Absolutely. Um, let's talk about that. I, I don't like using the word hate. I'm doing my best. I, it's hard for me to empathize with the idea of two halves become a whole. Like, what the fuck? If I'm going out to eat and I order a, a steak and all like a fucking beautiful meal, you think I would be satisfied if they gave me half of that shit and I'm paying for the whole thing? Uh, no. I mean, I'm using a steak mainly because I'm hungry. You as a person, like, you are a unique individual. You live your life with this brain that's never been made before and never will be made again. You live your life as an essence that is unique. I know I keep saying that. I can't think of a synonym for unique. So with that being said, I'll just say this. Eartha Kitt says this in, her, in my favorite interview. Aryan, I love you. Here he is. He's on the live. My friend, the photographer, the legend, the king, the OG. Eartha Kitt says, in the, says this in an interview. So a male interviewer asks her a question that triggers her. I recommend all of you to watch this when this live is done. And she, she, he says, um, so if you're in a relationship, um, what would you compromise? And she just goes, ha, 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 stupid, <laughs> What is there to compromise? I want to fall in love with myself, and I want someone to share that with me. Thank you. For what? For what? Compromise for what? That's what she says. Everyone watch that. That to me is the perfect depiction of what I want to be as a woman and as a human and as an entity going into a relationship. And I know we all know being in relationships where we feel like we're receiving nothing, but because we love the person, we love or we love the idea of the person, we because our brains are so powerful, oh my God, they're so powerful, we start morphing that into what we think is, a, is healthy feedback, what we think is a, a sustainable partner, what we think is give and take and compromise, when in fact, it's just we're giving and we receive fucking nothing. Sometimes we don't leave because we don't want to shake the boat. We don't, we're scared of change. I get that. I get that. I got married at 21. He was my best friend. You know, I was scared because my whole body said no. My whole being said no. But I did it anyway because I was scared. There's no fucking shame in that. Yeah, I'm 24, I'm divorced. There's no fucking shame in that. I don't give a shit what people say. What I do give a shit about though is now, if these two don't align, I check myself. And for me, the big thing that got me is for a long time, my whole body, the second I would think about that situation or think about being in the presence of, of, of that stress, my whole body would respond quite physically. I would get cramps, I would get a headache, tension migraines, my back would hurt, old injuries would start coming up. Um, it was hard. Um, that sugar slider bitch, love that name, said, is it hard getting divorced so young? It seems like such a social stigma and I can't imagine. Yeah, it was hard because I was in the middle of, I, was, I, I, had, I felt like I was breaking everyone's heart around me, except for my friends, my best friends, my fucking sisters. I know you guys know those people, those ride or die bitches who have your back, the ones who, 
if they needed you, you're there. Thank God for you. If you're that friend, thank God for you. Seriously. Um, they were the only ones who got it, you know? And um, I, I was so young. I was terrified. I was lonely. I was in the most depressed self-sabotage. I mean, I was drink. I mean, what is this? How much is this? This gin that I'm holding, 750 milliliters. I was in a place in my life for, for a year while we were engaged and whatever that I was so sad and mad at myself for not feeling like how I thought I should be. That I was just drinking. I was, I was doing everything to my body. I was making myself sick. My eating disorder came back. It's hard. It was hard because people talked a lot of shit. People didn't know the whole story. And you know what? Looking back, I wear that as like a badge of honor. It's like, fuck yeah. Like, I went through all of that and it's not nice to people who don't know how to live their lives. And that's the tea. If you're going to judge me, you don't, you, don't, you don't know shit. So, cheers. And don't, don't allow people to, uh, to get to you because... People who, people who try to offend you and get under your skin, they don't know shit. That being said, let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> There's no time for me not to be honest. CEO of eating pizza from the crust. <laughs> Is anyone else drinking? Anyone else? Is anyone else drinking? <laughs> Sky, I love you. Um, literally, I will save this. And listen, I'm not talking shit. I, I hate talking shit because it makes me feel dirty. I don't like talking shit because people talk shit about me. I'm just being honest. That man is a good man. He is such a kind man. And I will always love him. But I have to do what was best for me. That's that. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. That's that. Um... Mia says goodbye sleep schedule. I'm so sorry. I understand, actually. I'm not sleeping normal, and it's not okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but in, my, in New York, in Midtown, every day there are about, you know, five rounds of, like, those loud cars, which I don't understand. So Dan's been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Hidden talents. Brianna Reed asks if I have hidden talents. I could put both my legs behind my head. I can pole dance, which is not hidden. I can speak pig Latin and gibberish. I have a weird thing where my head, I can hit my head on things and not feel anything. Um, it's very strange. Like I can hit my head on this door, which I won't now, and I won't feel anything. Like it won't hurt. It's very weird. Um, but let's get back, let's get back. Um, I guess any, any questions where we can talk about conversations, if you have listened to the Amiga Project, um, questions about, you know, career or confidence and security, any of that crap. Um, yeah, I think I should get that checked out. I want to maybe, maybe. Um, I'm not going to do it. I'm in, no, I'm in no mood to do that right now. Um, <laughs> Sky. Because you're killing me. And ooh, that's good. Alyssa Buckner. My theater teacher's name was was Sarah Buckner. So that made me like. Mm. 
um, asked if I have any advice I give to my 17 year old self. My 17 year old self was very confident and she was going through it. And you know what? I wouldn't give her any advice. I would just give her a hug and, and give her my number. I dress myself, obviously, as somebody who didn't look like me. Give her my number and say, whenever you need me, give me a call. I don't know who that was, but it's obviously not 17-year-old Eva. Just because advice at that time went over my head. 17-year-old Eva needed to go through that shit. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, Allison asked, um, how has pole dancing helped with your self-confidence and body positivity? I would say, like, when you're pole dancing, it's just like when you're dancing or when you're doing any sports or when you're doing anything in life that requires your full attention and focus, um, your body just, it needs to go in like hyperdrive of like, this is what we're doing. Hand, hand, like, um, where, what are the hips doing? What is the lower, lower, what's the core doing? What is the arm doing? Like, are we extended? Are we being, are we slumped? All of those things are in your brain and it's nice. It like, it's like a good, um, brain reawakening it's like we haven't used these muscles in so long time to use them so it's, it's really helpful and also like i can't wear like i bought these sweatpants today from amazon um i can i couldn't wear stuff like this on the pole because i need the contact with my skin but it's great i fucking love it it makes you feel sexy and great which i want to feel more than like an hour a day um how do you deal oh that's a good question cotton candy clouds how do you deal with people misinterpreting your intentions when you went through a bad thing uh i hope i'm answering this correctly because i'm not i hope i'm getting what you're asking um let me just make sure i read it again (gasps) do you guys hear that outside what the fuck so i understand that when i'm i don't know about you guys i know people are different I'm very outspoken, I'm very, br- not brash, but if people, if someone says something that offends me, I will say, oh, mm, mm, I'll make like a physical reaction. And I, I, I don't like it when people misinterpret that as being rude. Um, because I've, I've heard, you know, you hear rumors about yourself. I've heard that from friends being like, oh, people in, in, in your hometown think you're rude. And I was like, rude? And maybe I was at a time to somebody when I was not in a right headspace, but I don't have time. Like, we as a people, like, we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, people all of a sudden are saying, I'm woke about social injustice and racial, racial injustices. Bitch, this has been happening since the beginning this country was founded. It's kind of like, I don't have time to wait for other people who aren't on my level to get on my level. I'm on that queen shit, so I'm, I'm, I'm going. Like, you can stay, you can, good for you. If you're going to learn, learn, but I have places to go. So if people misinterpret that, and I'm in that physical situation, then I can go, oh, and I didn't mean like that. Sometimes that's a, that's a very thing, uh, a good thing to say, if you can read their face. I didn't mean it like that. Or make a joke about it. I make jokes about shit. Or just checking in with them if you're friends with them. Hey, just wanted to make sure that you didn't think I was saying this today. I get it, though. Things like that happen all the time. But I think it's important that we, you know, don't be afraid to communicate that. Um, I always say, like, not always say, I don't know why I always say that, but lately... As in the past year and a half, I've om- I had a weird, whew, a creepy experience where I was like lucid dreaming or astral projecting. I don't actually remember which one. I can't actually think straight right now. Where I saw younger Eva and older Eva, and behind me there were I could feel somebody on my shoulder blades, and I felt so protected. And honestly, in that moment, I could do no wrong. And the reason I'm saying that is, 
is because sometimes in situations where you think that you have to give everything to fix a situation, all of your energy, all of your focus, all of your dedication, all of your psychological, you know, power, I just realized that like I'm taken care of. People make mistakes, including myself. We will make so many fucking mistakes. Um, but just know that you're constantly protected. And I know that having friends is super important. Also remember that you are your own best friend. You are the keeper of your temple. You are the guide that's going to lead you through life. So I think that's a great way to like, I don't know, I just feel so, I feel always that they're here with me. How do you lose a dream? I actually practice, like you have to go through the stages of, of, of subconsciousness of, of like uh, saying, like it's almost like um, like slowly walking through a factory and switching off each light to each um, room. And then finally you get to like when you're finally fast asleep and everything's switched off but there's still someone control. And it, it's very weird. I don't know how to um, describe that. And I don't think I should because it's actually, I don't know. I, I, I don't do it correctly. I need somebody to actually coach me through it and do it correctly because I've only done it twice legit and it scared the shit out of me um i haven't got any new oh no i get so scared when it says reconnecting do i have a favorite book right now i read city of girls by elizabeth gilbert read it i'm going to be very interested in what you think i do close my closet door why the fuck would you keep your doors open when you're sleeping i don't understand that hi mom hi leah's mom Ooh, Jack asks, any thoughts on the 2020 election? There's an obvious choice, and if you don't know that yet, where have you been? Reef has been on the poll. Reef has been on the poll. That is that is personal, um, beautiful uh, part of my treasured collection now. <laughs> okay, how about this, Maddie? Maddie wants to know, do you like Gilmore Girls? We're going to talk about something. Lorelai is a toxic person. Does anyone else agree? I'm gonna wait till people. I'm gonna wait until people agree with me. No, maybe not. Mm? I'm not releasing a book. I'm so sorry. Did I say that? Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote City of Girls. Hi, Vanguard Theater Company. I think in Gilmore Girls, uh, the more I rewatch it over and over and over and over again, I realize that. Lorelai is a talk. I would I would not enjoy having her as a friend. She's very um, self-centered. She expects people to put up with her almost rude ways. She puts a lot of burden on her daughter unknowingly, maybe knowingly. She treats Suki like shit. She treats Suki like shit. Suki is the friend. Suki is the friend you need. Um, is she like Hannah on Girls? I've never seen Girls. I love Luke. Rory downgraded. Um, the show, I can't even tell you what it's about, Maya. I'm sorry. Um, I have written a book. I wrote a poetry book. I'm not ready to release it because I'm scared. That's all. That's all. Um, Eva, real talk. Maybe it's Maven. Will you go back to Sound? I hope so. I don't know. My choker is from Nasty Gal. From like two years ago I bought it. Oh, great question, Sydney. Um, when do you know you're pushing yourself too much, mentally or physically? Exhaustion. Getting irritated. 
um, feeling detached from uh, reality, um, when you feel like it's hard to ground yourself and be present with yourself and have intuition. When all those things are like slipping from your grasps, I would say that's when you know you've pushed yourself too much. Not going, am I tired? I don't know. Am I tired? Yes, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. Um, but yeah, that's a great question. Definitely all those things. Um, Eva, am I drinking red or white tonight? Am I supposed to guess? I would say it's Friday. I think you're drinking red. Wait, guys, I don't have a new job. Tiny little Joy says, Eva, what's your new job? I don't have a new job. I get no money from doing this podcast. I just, I get a spiritual reward. Um, no, I don't have a new job. I'm sorry. I wish, I almost was a bartender, but that didn't go through. Any advice on finding a good therapist? I would say it takes a lot of research. It took a lot of time for me to find my therapist in London. Um, I happen to run across my, my current therapist now um, at a beauty store. He saw me and said, even Obelzada. And I turned around. It turns out he did Miss Saigon with my auntie and two of my very close friends. So, Guys, I'm so sorry for people who have just joined. I am um, recording this conversation on my microphone for my podcast. It's called The Amarillo Project. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we're doing our final episode of season one, Saying Yes To, where we just talk and have a conversation because you guys have been so amazing with your support. So it's been awesome. What shows you watching, Queen? We're watching Selling Sunset. You know what? It's fucking stressing me out, but I love it. Okay, yes, the pole. I dance on the pole. It does spin. It has both spin and static mode, um, which is great. Um, do you think mental health should be more talked about in school? Absolutely. Absolutely. School. Ugh, this is going to be controversial, maybe. School creates so much stress. School, the physical, you know, going to school and also like just having classes and grades and expectations and standards and not feeling like you're being heard in classes, not feeling like you're being heard with your choice of career, your choice of college, or your choice of not going to college. It creates such burdens and heavy weights on young people that's not healthy at fucking all. Like, why are people... why? I'm not gonna talk shit. You students, this, I'm talking to the students now. You guys know, I fucking know. I had no support when I got my job in London. You know what they said? Bye. They didn't give me my high school diploma. I had to email my, my psych teacher. Thank you so much. We'll not do this packet. I won't have the time. Um, I would say education, yes. The education system, big fucking no. I wish they met us where we were. I know they're doing their best. And I'm not talking about the teachers. The teachers have no control over what their um, the, those higher powers are saying to them. As a collective, it's toxic for everyone. Um, and I'm sorry that you guys are having to go with that right now, going through that right now, doing classes on Zoom, doing homework. There's a pandemic. You going through your own personal shit. I'm so sorry. I could never understand um, what that's like. So just know that I fucking get it college as well like how many people were like you have to go to college or you won't be successful no ali ali s reads too i did not get my diploma 
I went to the same school for seven fucking years, North School of the Arts. I did not be my, get my diploma. I did not go to college. So technically, if I applied for a job that required um, proof of me graduating from something, I would not have that. Um, it's horrible. I would not want, I, I, I would not want to go to college now. I learned too much being free and getting lost, learning the hard way. Um, but everyone's different. Everyone's different. Oh, Mary Elizabeth Ullerman says, what have you not said yes to yet, but you would like to? Doing what I want the second I want it. There are times when I'll be at home watching TV or like feeling sorry for myself and then I'll get the instinct. Like I'll hear a little whisper saying, we want to go on a bike ride. We want to go on a bike ride. And I'll be like, ah, meh, meh, meh. we want to go on a bike ride. And I'll just calm it down. I wish, I want to know what it would be like to just do, kind of like the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, to just say yes to everything. That'd be a fun thing to do for a week. Do what you'd love to do and you'll always be successful. Ooh, do what you love to do and you'll always be successful. We talked about that with Charlotte Kennedy. When, um, when career becomes self-care. Absolutely. My ring is from Anne Other Stories. I love this ring. <laughs> oh, um, advice for when panic attacks arise. Absolutely. I would say cold compresses. I put a cold compress on my chest and my back. Um, I also have a weighted blanket. It's like 20 pounds. You can get it on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Um, it just like, it just like sits on you heavy and you, you can just sit there and go, who we're okay. Um, what else, what else, what else? I know people say this a lot, but drinking water, the more we can see these positive things that we positive reinforcements that we can use, our toolbox full of things that we can use for ourselves. Um, I hope we see it more and more. Um, oh, let's see this. I saw this. The toxicity in the Filipino community become a nurse and doctor is disgusting. Yes, that's fucking generational. You have, you have your titas, titos who are like, you don't have, do you want to become a doctor? Anything else is, is a failure. It's toxic. You've gained weight, huh? You're, you're, you're big. Toxic. It's generational. We would never talk like that to our kids. And you know what? We will be the generation to not talk that, talk like that to our children. Um, it sucks. I get it. I've been on that f the fucking receiving end of that. Be aware and be better. That's all I'll say. I get that. Um, how much do I relate to my zodiac sign? I mean, sometimes I feel like horoscopes are bullshit. I mean, westernized horoscopes and astrology charts are bullshit. Um, I have a friend who's actually on Instagram, Clara, Clara Del Peach. Please follow her. She has a, a YouTube called The Spirit Vehicle on YouTube where she breaks it all down. She's fucking beautiful and just talks about all this stuff. But um, the way she explains it makes sense to me. Anything else. Like if I, if I open a Cosmo, which I'll never buy in my life, and read the horoscope section, it just doesn't make sense to me. But um, triple Pisces are meant to have lived through all of the signs and have, you know, be very emotional and whatever. I do relate to a lot of the characteristics of Pisces based on Eastern astrology and Western astrology mimics that, but I feel like in a watered down way, maybe. Oh, someone asked me if I'm happy. I am happy. That's really nice. No, I haven't been asked that in a while. I am very happy. Thank you for asking. 
Alyssa, Benilla asks, are you into a law of attraction? Are you talking about manifestation? Because if so. Solo album. It's coming. Let me just write it. I need three more songs. That's it. Ooh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Somebody asked advice on how to support a best friend with depression. <sighs> okay. Let's take a, take a breath here collectively. If you don't have depression and you're dealing with a friend who does, I would say there are a few things that we can do to be there for them. I, 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 I get emotional because I know this personally. You are not their therapist. Just because someone has a mental health issue, it doesn't mean that somebody who doesn't knows more or is smarter or is stronger than them. Treat them like somebody that's equal to you because they fucking are. So with that being said, remember, you're not their therapist. Listen to them. It takes patience, which is a subcategory of true love. Let me say it again. Dealing with that takes patience, which is a subcategory of true love. I would also say, if you know their love language, which you should know or get to know, it depends on how you can speak to them to say, hey, are you eating? Hey, baby girl, let me take you out to eat something. You're not hungry? Come on. Well, I'm hungry. Just come with me. And if you're not, if you're not hungry, then whatever. But I just want you to come with me. Know their love language so that you can take care of them. The more you can shower them, even from afar, there's ways. I'm telling you, that is helpful. Okay, yes, Alyssa, yes, manifesting and law of attraction. I absolutely fucking believe in that shit. Mainly because I didn't and nothing happened. And then when I did, things happened. Um, you have so much more power than you think you do. Like your power exceeds beyond whatever Instagram, TikTok, Inst- Twitter, whatever that shit tells you. Like think back to think back to the days where we didn't rely on technology. We didn't rely on the advancements of civilization. It was just nature. It was the stars. It was the ground. And it was deities. Those people got shit done. They built pyramids. They built their own civilizations without technology. They were fucking advanced. So I would just say, the, if you can sit back in the natural form of a human being, if you a human being in the highest form of that, they're, they, I'm losing my mind because it, blow, it blows my mind of how much the, it blows my mind how much like, past civilizations got done and then shit happened and then the world like buried their history that like kind of makes me sad um anyway i'm not making any sense anymore so we're gonna have to end this soon but um oh david asked um what do you consider your happy place what do i consider my happy place being maybe not even physically knowing that i'm in good hands whether that be my own or like my love I'm I'm you know that's my happy place um wow do you miss being on Broadway and playing Eurydice interesting spelling of Eurydice and I love that um should I answer that honestly (laughs) maybe not um thank you thank you your vibes are immaculate as well story behind your latest photo shoot with the crown my friend 
Ariane took those. He's fucking great. I just wanted to portray the con- the extremes of both of my sides, you know? Like, that kind of, like, don't fuck with me vibe. And also the, like, I'm a god. I'm a goddess vibe, um, I guess. Do you have advice for performing with stage fright? Asks. Ooh, I'm not going to try one for I would say, um... I get stage fright. Just remember that when you're on stage, you're protected by your character at all times. So if you have to do exercises that get you even more into character to protect you, the actor, do it. Okay, I'll answer honestly. I don't miss doing eight shows a week at fucking all. In fact, the thought of me after all this time being unemployed and doing things I like to do, even though I'm not getting paid, uh, fucking infuriates me. I don't want to do eight shows a week at all. Um, Eight shows a week is too much. It's too much. It's toxic. I don't have a chance to have a personal life at all. Uh, the sleeping schedule's off. Your whole day is dedicated to doing a show. And you know what? At 24, with my personal career, I think it's, um, I have to ask some serious questions about what I want to do. Um, yeah, we, the expectations of eight show weeks, for those of you who are like, what is that like? You can't do anything you want to do. I can't, like, wake up and, like, casually take a shower and, like, go explore the city and, like, enjoy my day. You wake up, you go to the gym, you eat a strict diet. Honestly, you can't have certain things if you want your body and your voice and your brain to function um, in a way that's needed and essential on Broadway doing your shows a week. So for me, it's like, now that I've been able to relax and take my first break since being 17, I have these healthy boundaries now. The doctor drama is fucking on it. She's on this page now. Go follow her on Instagram. Where I'm like, no. Do I need to let things in that don't make me happy? Absolutely fucking not. Um, Camilla asked, words I live by. I would say the four agreements. Let me repeat. The four agreements by Domingo Ruiz. Let these sink in. I will talk about this a lot in season two of the Amarillo Project. Yes, I said that. There is going to be a season two. Um, The four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Never make assumptions. Don't take anything personally and always do your best. Fum, fum, fum. Freaking amazing. Um, I'm going to answer a few more and then I'm going to go and finish my drink because that's what happens when you don't eat anything for dinner and you have a drink first. Because I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Sydney asks, do you have any mental health exercises before going on stage? Um, not really. I would just say, um, I'm always protected by Eurydice. Even if Eva's having a terrible day, I know I have Eurydice. And even if Eva's having a bad day and I don't have Eurydice, I know this sounds really cheesy, but at least I still have me. I have my physical body. It's here. My heart's beating. I have a roof over my head. I can. I need to count my blessings more than giving attention to my issues. Um, Hi, Eva. Do you think it's hard to connect to your Latina culture? No, not at fucking all. I feel like... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wish I spoke Spanish fluently. That's something that I kind of give myself shit for. Um... I'm so sorry, is Merle? Merle's on the speed, guys. The queen's here, she's arrived. She's arrived. 
It's Papa Gay. She's here. I love you. <laughs> I love you. But no, I wish I spoke fluent Spanish, mainly because literally half my family does. All the half of my family that's Mexican speaks fluent Spanish. Thankfully, they're very accepting and open and welcoming and encouraging and supportive of me trying to find, it's like a duck, or not duck, what's a deer? Walking for the first time. Um, it's kind of like, Ooh, can she make it? Ooh, there she goes. She struggled for a second, but she's fine. It's kind of like me with learning Spanish, but um, as much as I wish that I did, I know that's not an accurate representation of how I feel about being half Mexican. I think it's freaking amazing. Um, you drop... <sighs> she just said she loved me, and I, I can literally die. I can die now. I do speak Tagalog, huh? I know how to say um, pandesal, pancit, adobo. Psst, uy. That's a good one. That's like how to calling attention. Ah, ah. That's what my titas do to give, like, to, like, lean attention. They go, huh? It's like, how do you go that high? You're telling me to be a doctor. You could probably be a singer. All right, let's do let's do a few more questions. Hi from Brazil. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. I feel like um, I don't know if you guys um, believe in past lives, but I feel like um, whoop, sorry about that. I feel like some of my past lives lived in both France and also Rio. I just think so. If you weren't an artist, what job would you want? I don't know. I don't. I can't do anything else. Oh, Melanie J. Weeks says, "Can you talk about confidence?" Let's talk about confidence. Let's talk about confidence. Okay. Confidence is created, not received. Confidence is gifted and shared. Confidence is inspired. Confidence is. Sometimes created in our weakest moments. Confidence is more than body. It's more than outward. I have a huge t struggle not even looking in the mirror, just picturing my body and going, confidence. I have a hard time saying that out loud. Um, because I've just, with my, with body dysmorphia, you just think you look a certain way. And you put, you put a holiness to the way that you think you should look. And if you're not there, then all of a sudden, you're trash. Confidence steps on that. Confidence breaks that fucking neck. Confidence, confidence creates an open space to learn and to grow and to make mistakes. And through the mistakes, births confidence confidence i feel like is always going to be there when we learn a lesson and when we go through a hard patch in our life um i only say that because i feel like me as eva i put myself through the most to learn the most sometimes i wish that wasn't how i learned from the universe but i cannot blame the universe because the universe put itself in me so um yeah absolutely you're welcome, Bianca. 
Um, it's important to talk about your struggles. We don't talk about these enough. And maybe we do. We think we do because we talk about it a lot in our heads. It circulates constantly throughout our day. I always say sometimes to my loved ones, when they're like, you're so tired. What can I do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I, it's like this in my brain. You know when you just think that? Thoughts on afterlife. I completely believe in reincarnation. The second I met, well, the second I met a few people in my life, but also like, I was like, I've definitely met you before. Absolutely. Um, any advice for someone dealing with fears and anxiety surrounding vocal health? Annabelle, your girl's struggling with this. She's still in rehabilitation. I had vocal, uh, vocal uh, soft nodules for almost a year. In fact, my ENT had scoped me after I struggled with this for about six months. And I was like, I'm still sick, aren't I? I'm sick. I'm injured. I'm broken. My career is over. She wouldn't let me look at the scope. She just said, figure your anxiety out. Figure what's making you unhappy in life besides your voice. And I'll tell you what your results are. So I said, okay. So I went away. It was all the same. And then I started to realize, I am unhappy. I'm unhappy. I blame my voice. I blame my situation. I blame everything. And then I said, what can I do about it? Okay. And then I started solving problems in my life based off what I could control. I can't control everything, but I can control this, and that's everything. And then all of a sudden, the stress off my voice started to come off, and I was able to sing things again and regain power, regain strength, regain confidence. I went back and I said, are my vocal cords okay? She said, they were fine your last scope. They're fucking perfect. It's this. If your brain says you're sick, you're sick. If your brain says you're injured, you're injured. And I was like, oh, thank you. It was, be- it was the best thing in the world. Um, ask any Broadway singer. They'll, they will tell you about their <laughs> struggles with vocal health and vocal issues. Any Broadway singer. I dare you to find me a Broadway singer who has not struggled with something in the ENT office before and cried in that chair. I dare you. Bring it here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, somebody asked any books to deal with anxiety. Um, I will just say, as a whole, I really appreciate you guys coming to this live. Um, this is going to be such a special final episode of the Amarillo Project. Um, I've never done one that's like this before, but um, I really appreciate you guys asking questions and and um, being here, being present. I would say. The thing that you're going to love most when you wake up and realize how special you fucking are as an individual is how important your story is and how much of an inspiration you are to other people that you don't even know. Um, Even when you go through issues, even though you might sit and, and have a whole 24 hours looking in the mirror and being like, you're ugly, you're fat, fuck you. I get it. When we realize that we've lived through our worst days do you know how much power is in that i wish i did all the time i want to live a life where i can have the four agreements on this shoulder and the curiosity and the hunger and thirst to live on this shoulder so i just want to tell you guys all of you who you might think i'm listening to somebody who's this and this and this and she's so wonderful guess what you the fuck are too in no ways less. We are all on the same fucking level um, of trying to live 
especially right now, especially right now. Give yourself some credit every once in a while of uh, making it to, to, for, to today. So this episode is going to be so special and I, um, I'm so grateful for you guys. I really am. I can't believe, I, I pinch myself. I can't believe I'm so lucky to have people who are so um, enthusiastic about life and enthusiastic about growing and um, kind and supportive and it means the world to me. So um, I just want to say I love you guys. I will save the live. I never do, but I will save the live. And um, thank you all. You guys have all on this feed have been a part um, of the Amarillo Project's last episode of season one called Saying Yes To. So with that being said, I think I'm going to end the whole season, season one of, of what should I say yes to now? Based, what should we say yes to? Um, I'm going to say... Oh man, this is hard. It's harder than I thought because I always ask my friends that, what should we say yes to? And they were like, oh, and that's really hard. I would say yes to being present. That's what I'll say yes to. We should say yes to being present. And with that being said, I love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your night. And this episode will, will be coming out next Friday. So, can't wait. Love you guys, and thank you guys so much for listening all the way through the Amarito Project. Um, please stay tuned for the to the end of this episode to find out when the Amarillo Project Season 2 will be released, and you'll find out more information around that time. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your night, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.